In one of the most pivotal elections in its modern history, Turkey is voting on presidential and parliamentary elections. The future of the current president, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, with 20 years in power, is uncertain. His main rival, Kemal Kılıçdaroğlu, has a real chance of winning after being chosen as the leader of a broad opposition alliance. Let's go live now to our Middle East correspondent, Anna Foster, who is in Antakya. Anna, when we spoke to you a couple of hours ago, you were in a hub where thousands of people were arriving in buses to cast their votes. Tell us where you are now. Well, this is one of the places that they come to next when they get off the buses. And here in Turkey, people vote in schools. This one that you can see is so badly damaged that it's not even safe to go back inside. So instead, you have this, this whole row of containers, one for every classroom that would have normally been where people were going in and casting their votes. And there have been long queues here all day, a really steady stream of people who've been coming back to this earthquake area to cast their votes, because if they didn't register in the parts of Turkey that they're in now, they had to come back here in order to cast their vote in what you rightly say is one of the most pivotal elections here in years. So over the last few days, I've been really trying to get a sense of the issues, the things that are going to be on people's minds when they cast their vote. The earthquake is one of them. The economy, of course, is another big one. Here's what some voters had to say when I talked to them in the city of Adana. I hope good things will happen and God willing, it will be good. We expect CHP to win. There's no tolerance for any sort of criticism right now. We're going through troubled times. As I'm talking to you, I feel anxious because I could be arrested tomorrow, but it's all right. They can't scare us with prison sentences. I'm voting for consistency, stability, but I'll respect whoever the society chooses. I'm all for democracy and its principles. I will respect whoever wins. I think the earthquake will affect the outcome of the election seriously because people feel resentful of the government. Many of us share this feeling in Adana. We think if another earthquake hits here, there won't be anyone trying to rescue us. This grim concern caused a sharp shift in votes. Uh, that was the, the thoughts of some voters in Adana. Worth saying as well, the first man that you heard there, the student, when he was talking about being arrested, actually it's really difficult to find people who are willing to talk on camera, some of them about the issues, but many of them about the way that they're planning to vote. It makes them really nervous because freedom of speech has been one of the issues here in Turkey over the last few years as well. So the economy, the earthquake, all of these things have made this a really tight competition. President Erdogan has been in power for 20 years. Kemal Kılıçdaroğlu, the challenger, represents really a, a whole group of opposition parties who've come together in an unprecedented way. They have different visions for the future of Turkey, different things that they want to do after the election. But one thing that brought them together behind a single candidate was their wish to try and unseat President Erdogan after two decades in charge. And Anna, just tell us about the two different visions of the future the leaders are offering, because just hearing the people that you spoke to there, one, being so fearful uh, about the, you know, the state of democracy in the country, but also uh, the fact that there are issues on their mind, the recovery from the earthquake, that sort of thing. What are the two leaders offering? 
Well, President Erdogan has stayed in power for 20 years, it's important to say, because for a long time he was a popular leader and for a long time he was perceived to be doing a good job of running this country. A lot of people are unhappy with the way he's handled the economic crisis, and that is one issue. And really, for many people, it is the, the, the creeping role of religion in society as well, the way that, that uh, Turkey has moved from being a more secular country to really religion being woven all the way through it in its laws, in what people can say. A prime example is uh, the Hagia Sophia Mosque in Istanbul, which if you've ever been to that beautiful city, you will have seen that extraordinary building that was originally a cathedral, but a couple of years ago was turned by President Erdogan into a mosque. It was where he ended his election campaign, making a speech yesterday evening, and it really represents his very religious views. Whereas Kemal Kilic Dorolu, is seen as a more a more secular candidate. It's probably too reductive to say that, that one is about religion and one isn't, but Kamal Kilic Dorolu has focused really on young voters, on a more secular agenda. He talks about a more democratic Turkey, one where power is more shared rather than being focused and concentrated at the top. So it really will be so interesting to see in the next 24 hours or so which of those two visions of a future Turkey voters here choose. Well, we wait to find out. Anna Foster, thank you very much.